It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode one of season two of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. I am excited to be starting a new season of the podcast, and I'd like to thank all of you listeners who are joining us, either just starting out or those who have been with us from the beginning of Season 1. It's been almost a year since the podcast began, and I'm looking forward to another great year together enjoying our favorite classic comedy radio shows twice a week. I mentioned in the last episode of Season 1 that I had a big announcement to make, and I'll be doing that towards the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned after our featured broadcast. My Favorite Husband is one of the all-time great comedy radio shows, starring Lucille Ball and Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, originally the Cougats. The show ran from July 23, 1948 to March 31, 1951, and became the television show I Love Lucy later. Sit back and relax for the September 3, 1948 broadcast of My Favorite Husband. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We present My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denny. <laughs> this is the story of Mr. and Mrs. Kuga, the record of a happy marriage. Two people who live together and like it. The comfortable front bedroom of the comfortable suburban home of the Kugats doesn't look very comfortable this morning. Articles of clothing are strewn about the floor and across the bed. George hurriedly plows through the debris getting dressed while Liz tries to cram all of their things into three suitcases. Liz, dear, what's all this stuff you're packing? We're only spending the weekend at your mother's, not the whole summer. Well, I'm only taking the bare necessities. Slacks, sunsuit, a few dresses, shoes, cosmetics, hose, undies. Mm, well, what have you packed for me? Your toothbrush and trunks. <laughs> Is that all? I want you to get a good tan. Pack some clothes for me, Scatterbrain. I wish you were driving out to mother's with me, George. No, it's impossible, darling. Can't miss my board meeting. I wonder what the surprise can be that Mother's been telling us about. I'm afraid to guess. Her last surprise was the wrestler she was sponsoring. Remember him? He called himself the Hawk. Oh, what a wrestler. Yeah, in his first match, the Hawk flew clear out of the ring. Well, if she has another wrestler, I'll just throw him out of the house. <laughs> Woody? Evidently, you've never heard of gorgeous George. You are gorgeous, George. Finish your packing. <laughs> Where's my new bathing suit? I can't find it. Your new bathing suit? Well, maybe a moth had a spare second and ate it. 
Here it is, and it isn't that skimpy. It's shameful. You're too prudish. You're too nudish. <laughs> you should see Alice Sturm's bathing suit. She got arrested at the beach. Hmm, must be pretty bad. Oh, it was, but they couldn't prosecute. Why not? No evidence. Hmm, <laughs> which nightgown should I take? My canary yellow or my parrot green? Mm, what about your goose chartreuse? <laughs> well, got to run now, honey. See you tonight. Drive carefully. George Cougar, don't you criticize my driving. I'm a good driver. Sure, honey. You've never driven up a telephone pole. Of course not. Anyway, not to the top. Ha ha, very funny. I read in a magazine the more accidents were caused by men than by women. Yeah? When did you read that? The other day while I was driving downtown. <laughs> life, dear. I found there's nothing better than fresh milk and clean soil. Well, it's certainly done a lot for you. <laughs> yes. Makes a wonderful mud pack. Oh. Uh, where's George? Well, he had to attend the board of directors meeting. He'll be up later. Oh, they're having him during the day now. That's nice. Your father always had to go to the board meetings at night. At night? Yes, poor dear. Tell me, are they still holding them at the whoopee club? <laughs> No, Mother. Now the bubble dancer comes to the bank. Oh. <laughs> Mom, what's this big surprise of yours? I've been wondering about it all the way up here. Oh, well, see if you can guess. Well, some of the things you do, Mother, I'm almost afraid to guess. Oh. Let's see now. Pole vaulting? No. Motorcycle hill climbing? No, 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 no. Sky riding? Oh, no. You're way off. Well, I'll have to think of something a little more sensible. But this is very sensible. Uh, Chickasaw Indian tap dancing. Oh, Liz, really? I... Chickasaw Indian tap dancing? Oh, I wonder if they teach that at Arthur Murray. Now, we're not talking about Arthur Murray. What's your surprise? Well, uh, you, you'd better sit down. I don't need to sit down. What is it? I'm going to get married. Well, I see you decided to sit down. I always do when my knees buckle. You, you seem so surprised, dear. I, I suppose you thought that I, I was too old to get a husband. I thought no such thing. You're very beautiful. Oh, I do have a few wrinkles, though. Of course, just on the outside. That's right, Mother. <laughs> and they're just happy little crow's feet. Oh, oh! I know you're going to love your new father, Liz. <laughs> well, tell me all about him. Who is he? Where'd you meet him? What's he like? Well, his name is Daniel Carson, and I met him in Houston. Oh, he's a real Texan, Liz. He's just like Gary Cooper. Not quite that tall, of course, and, and, and a little older, and, and he wears bifocals. Oh, but he's just like Gary Cooper. Well, they're they're both men. <laughs> well, he sounds grand, darling. How'd you meet him? I I was walking past the theater, and as he rushed up to buy his ticket, he knocked me down. Uh, he was in quite a hurry. It was a Randolph Scott picture. He really did sweep you off your feet. Skinned both my elbows. <laughs> and he, he apologized, and he asked me to see the picture with him. But of course, uh, Young girl couldn't accept an invitation from a man she she didn't know. <laughs> of course not. Uh, but I'm not a young girl, so I accept it. 
Mother. Hmm? Do you suppose this man could be after your money? Not that you aren't beautiful. Oh, no, 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 dear. He's quite wealthy himself. He owns several oil fields. Oh, he has a huge ranch, factories, and... Uh, oh, dear. What's wrong, Mother? You don't suppose I'm after his money, do you? <laughs> See, now, you were in Houston last April. Have you been engaged all this time without telling us? Oh, no, no, dear. Dan and I have been corresponding, and, and it just happened... <laughs> He asked me in his last letter. What'd he say? Dan isn't a man of many words, dear. He... Well, here's his letter. You read it. <clears throat> My dear Louise. Howdy. <laughs> Love, Dan. <laughs> P.S. Will you marry me? Oh, I, I've read it over and over again. I almost know it by heart. <laughs> oh, you know, he, he's coming in on the five o'clock plane, Liz. He's, I've made all the arrangements for the church. Now, just a minute, Mother. Before you go any further, I think we'd better have a little talk. A talk? Well, what about, dear? Well, Mother, you're getting married, and I think there are a few things that you should know. Oh, Liz, dear, Liz. <laughs> Don't you remember ten years ago when you were going to get married? Didn't I take you into the parlor for a little talk? Yes. Well, I haven't forgotten any of the things you told me. <laughs> oh, dear, I, I thought little Susan Palmer could be the flower girl, and, and maybe George could be the best man. Oh. <laughs> Why, Liz, dear, what's wrong? I'm just so happy for you. Well, then... Then why are you crying? Well, you cried when I married George. Well, that was different, dear. Oh, mother. My little mother. Oh, Liz. <laughs> Liz, darling, please don't cry. Oh, mother, I can't help it. You'll understand someday when you have one of your own. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me a kiss. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I want a kiss. Give me a kiss. What's the matter? I never board a train when it's moving. Well, it's standing in the station now, ready for refiring. <laughs> Nut. Hmm. Okay, conductor? Mm-hmm. Steam's way up. Careful you don't burst your boiler. When there's any danger, the whistle blows. Kiss me again. Watch out, George. Uh, can I carry your bags, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, wait till I tell you about the about Mother's secret. Yeah, what is it? I can't tell you. It's a secret. Liz. <laughs> George, a secret's only a secret if it's kept a secret. You know about the whispering grass. The grass told it to the trees, and the, the trees told it to the breeze. You understand, George? Yes, very clear. Your mother's been out in the grass whispering to trees. <laughs> Forget about it, darling. You'll find out. Better get dressed for dinner. Won't tell me, huh? Uh-uh. All right. You have your secrets. I have mine. <laughs> I just thought of something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you laughing about? Nothing, but if you're going crazy, I want to go with you. <laughs> I'm not going crazy, Liz. 
I was just thinking about the time I took Myra Ponsonby on the hayride. <laughs> You've always wanted to hear what happened. <laughs> You're not going to get me to tell you Mother's secret that way. No, of course not. Forget it, dear. <laughs> you think you're pretty sly. Who cares what happened when you went on the hayride with Myra? What could happen on a hayride? <laughs> you're just trying to arouse my curiosity, but it won't work. I've gone on hayrides, lots of hayrides. They were all in the spirit of good fun. We'd go down some dark, lonely country road, stop the wagon. Some of the couples would go blackberry picking. We'd just sit there in the hay and... George Cougar, what happened on that hayride? It's a secret, remember? The grass? The heck with the grass. What about the hay? Well, you tell me your secret, and I'll tell you my secret. All right, Mother's getting married. Now, what... George, what happened? I bit the stem off my pipe. Your mother's what? Getting married. Now, what happened on the hayride? Oh, Jimmy Paterno dropped his cigar, and we had a weenie bake instead. <laughs> Now, Liz, now, now, what's this business about your mother getting married? Well, we're going to meet her fiancé tonight. Mother met him in April. They've been corresponding, and in his last letter, he proposed. Hmm. Where'd your mother meet him? In Houston, in front of a theater. You mean he picked her up? He knocked her down first. <laughs> now, hurry and get dressed, George. We want to look nice when we meet him. All right, but I wish your mother had consulted me first. I might have refused his proposal. I should hope so. You're already married. Mother, mother, sit down and relax. Oh, oh, I, I can't, Liz. Dan will be here any minute. <laughs> now, you've got to calm down, Mrs. Elliot. Yes. I remember how nervous I was when Liz and I got married, but I had a simple formula for overcoming it. Oh, well, what was it? He fainted. <laughs> I didn't faint. I just relaxed. All of a sudden. Oh, oh I, I'm so nervous. I, I haven't been this upset since the day my scales were broken, and I thought I'd gain 200 pounds. There's your man, Mrs. Elliot. Oh, oh, oh now, 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 don't all of you stare at me. <laughs> I'll let him in. Hello, ma'am. Hello, Dan. Uh, will you come in? Reckon I will. <laughs> uh, are you embarrassed, Dan? Nope. Well, reckon I'll be going now. Dan, you, you just arrived. Well, <laughs> just don't know what to say, Louise. I ain't a man of many words. Had me a long-winded speech wrote down on the back of a cigarette paper. Forgotten smoked it. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> Mother. Oh. oh, Liz, dear, I'm sorry. Well, I guess we kind of forgot our manners, Louise, standing here chattering like a couple of blue jays. Yes. Uh, oh, Dan, Dan, this is my daughter, Elizabeth. Hello, Mr. Carson. Hmm. Even prettier than the picture your mama sent me. Mother sent you my picture? Yep. Laying on a blanket, taking your bottle. Well, I've changed quite a bit since then. Yeah, you're a lot longer now. <laughs> Got a little more hair, too. Well, when I was a baby, I used to wear my hair very close to my head, under the skin. 
I'm uh, George Cougat, Liz's husband. How do you do, Mr. Carson? Well, hiya, George. Hey, I like the way you shake hands real tight, like you mean it. Oh, uh, you you have quite a grip yourself. Yeah, I hate wishy-washy shakes. Like to feel a friendship there. Ain't never forgot Herb Jackson, the friendliest feller I ever met. Broke seven bones in my hand. <laughs> You'll be having dinner in a moment, Dan. Uh, would you care to go upstairs and wash? No. Took care of it before I left Houston. <laughs> well, I'd better wash. I've never been to Houston. Uh, I've got a little surprise for you, Louise. Oh, a surprise, Dan. Well, what is it? Oh, it's coming later. Yeah, I guess I'm ready for Chuck now. Chuck, Mr. Carson? Yeah, that's what we call dinner in Texas, Lizzie. What about late at night when you go down to the icebox and sneak a snack? What do you call that? Snuff. Enjoy your dinner, Mr. Carson? Oh, I reckon it did, George. Mighty fine grub. Grub? What's grub? Chuck. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for that surprise, Dad. Well, it ought to be here in a little while, Louise. Mr. Carson, uh, I understand you have some oil property in Texas. Yeah, yeah. It was originally my granddaddy's. He got it from some Indians. Swapped them for it. Swapped them for oil property? What'd he give them? Colored beads, bits of cloth, fire water? No. $650,000. <laughs> Did you ever meet an Indian, Mr. Carson? Yeah, Lizzie. Sorry I did, too. Oh, did you have trouble with him? Uh, kinda. Did you kill him? Nope. Did you hurt him? Kinda. With a gun? Nope. Backed over him in a gas station. <laughs> Mr. Carson, uh, I understand along with your oil properties, you have quite a ranch, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got me a nice big ranch. Made oh. it, Louise. It's really tremendous. What do you call your ranch, Mr. Carson? Dallas. <laughs> what about my surprise, Dad? Well, it ought to be here any minute, Louise. Let's see. Well, this is sure going to be a fine wedding. A pretty bride. Is... <laughs> and you'll be a rather handsome groom yourself, Dan. <laughs> well, I went to a lot of trouble for the ceremony. Spent all day yesterday at the chiropractor's having my leg straightened out. <laughs> You should have kept your pants on. They're still bow-legged. <laughs> Tell me, uh, do you have a horse, Mr. Carson? Oh, now, there's something that I like to talk about. You bet I got me a horse. His name is Shotgun. Shotgun? Do you feed him or load him? <laughs> oh, he's a good old horse. Had him for 18 years. Showing his age a little. Graying around the tail. <laughs> oh, now, that's nice. I think a gray tail makes a horse look distinguished. As I always say, an old horse is just as good as a new horse. I've never heard you say that, George. Well, you've never been around while I was talking to an old horse. Uh. <laughs> Why don't we all go out on the porch? Oh, I reckon that's your surprise now, Louise. Excuse me. Oh, what do you suppose that silly boy's gotten me? Mother, you're holding that third finger out too conspicuously. Well, well, uh, here's your surprise, Louise. Come on in, Slim. Greetings from Texas, everybody. Gee, ho. Slim's my old saddle buddy, Louise. He's gonna be our best man. Oh? 
can. You old horn swoggle son of a rattlesnake. Slim, you old saddle sore mule buster. You old leather eating coyote. You old thieving noose dodger. You old horn toad. You old sippy cat. You old prairie dog. You old. You. Jam, uh, he's going to be our best man. Yeah, some surprise, huh, Lou? Uh, Slim, this year is Louise. So that's her. Well, doggone. Twine my banjo, bust my bridges, doggone. Gull darn, ding dong darn. Then. Slim says he likes your figure, Lou. <laughs> oh, mother's always had nice galderns. Get oh. <laughs> a little galderns, something I brung you, Miss Lou. For when you and old Ding Dong Dan set up Galdern housekeeping, doggone. Uh, thank you. Uh, oh, oh, towels. Uh, how nice. Aren't they, Liz? Oh, yes. Look, George. A set. Hers and hisn. <laughs> I'll be right back, Liz. I think we're going to need some smelling salts. I heard that. If you don't like my vapor, just open some windows. Dog. Gone, Dan. Who's the strawberry rose? Oh, this is my daughter, Lizzie. God darn it, she's pretty. A ding-dong redhead, too. Makes me want to kick off my boots and jump smack dab barefoot into a doggone tub of sow belly. <laughs> Bust my britches. Bust my britches. Bend over. <laughs> so, gone, Dan, I just can't wait no longer. I've got a doggone surprise for you outside. Music for your wedding. Music, Dan? <laughs> yeah, just a minute. Oh, I mean, uh, just a doggone minute. Oh, Slim, you brought the sons of the singing sagebrush. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Whoa! <laughs> What did Slim say about music for our wedding? Oh, I know they ain't the best, Miss Lou, but Spade Cooley weren't available. Oh, there ain't no finer music in the sons of the singing sagebrush. Sing some of that there wedding music firm, sons. I'm ahead for the last roundup. <laughs> oh, horse. Make up your mind. Man. Son. Mr. Carson. Have you ever thought that Mrs. Elliot may have other plans for the music at her wedding? Uh, Lou? Why, Lou is loco about the sons, ain't you, Lou? Well, Dan, uh, they were all right when we went to the barn dance in San Antonio, but I, I had planned on other music for the wedding, and I, I more or less thought that George could be the best man. Oh, I'm being the best man. I, who's George? I'm George. Now, look at here, George. Shoot him, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> George is going to be the best man, aren't you, George? I say I'm going to be the best man. What do you say, George? Well, Liz, I think Slim really has his heart set on it. Is this going to be a wedding, or is this going to be a wedding? That's a very good question. Well, let me hear some more of that wedding music, son. Oh, promise me that someday you and I will take our love together till some time. Wahoo! Son! Oh, shut up! 
Shoot him, Slim. Shotgun sure would love them. George, where are those How's your mother, dear? Doctor says she'll be all right. All she needs is quiet. Fine. I got a room in town for the surging sons of the screaming sage. Did they mind leaving? Yes, I think they were a little hurt. As they walked away, they were singing something called I Don't Think They Like Us Here and I Wish We Were Back in Texas Blues. Mm. <laughs> Poor mother. The way she tried to smile when Slim brought in that box of dirt so their marriage could be held on Texas soil. I can see the write-up of the wedding in the paper. To the soft strains of Beat My Desert Doggy Ate to the Bar, Louise Elliott and Daniel Carson were married. On the altar, campfires blazed brightly. And the highlight of the affair was when the bride threw her bouquet of cactus and pinned three flower girls to the parson. I won't let your mother go through with it, Liz. Well, Mother confided in me, George. She doesn't want to go through with it. She doesn't? No, but unless Mr. Carson leaves, she'll have to marry him. Oh, fine. Well, what could possibly make Mr. Car Carson leave? Who is it? It's me. It's Dan. Well, speak of the Carson. Hello, Liz. George. Why, Mr. Carson, you look so sad. Well, I can't help it, Lizzie. It's a terrible thing that's happened. Terrible thing. Oh, Mother's going to be all right, Mr. Carson. Don't worry. It ain't your mother. Shotgun's down with a hoof and mouth disease. Shotgun? You're more worried about your horse than Mrs. Elliot? Well, I reckon I'd be pretty worried about her, too, if she had hoof and mouth disease. <laughs> Poor old shotgun. I just got a phone call about him from a Western Union office. I got to go to shotgun. You aren't leaving? Yeah, reckon so. But I'll always remember Louise. I'm gonna keep the picture I got of her. And I'd be obliged if... if she'd keep my box of dirt. <laughs> well, I'm sure she will, Mr. Carson. Well, goodbye, Liz. Bye, George. Goodbye, Mr. Carson. Uh, don't bother to shake. I'll just slam the door on my hand. <laughs> Goodbye, and I hope Shotgun gets his hoof out of his mouth. <laughs> Liz, he's gone. And Mother has a box of dirt. Uh, what'll she do with it? Oh, it'll make nice Christmas presents for people who don't have dirt. <laughs> Darling, he's gone, but... Let's not make light of it. He was a nice old guy. Yeah. You don't have anything against him, do you? Why, certainly not, George. I hope his horse will be all right. Be a shame if Shotgun popped off before he got back. <laughs> Liz, I can't get over the coincidence of this thing. Here we're sitting in our room, and you're saying how nice it would be if Mr. Carson left. Mm -hmm. In walks Mr. Carson. Had a phone call from Western Union, and he's leaving. Positively amazing. Well, I guess we can go break the news to your mother. She already knows about it. What? I made the phone call from her room. Liz. Want to send you... a telegram?
to sleep? No, dear. I can't sleep. Why not? I keep lying here waiting for you to say, George, are you asleep? (laughs) (laughs) Do you love me, George? Madly. Would you swim oceans to be at my side? I'd swim oceans to be at your side. Would you climb mountains to be at my side? I'd climb mountains to be at your side. Would you get up and get me a glass of water? (laughs) No. Why not? I'm pooped from climbing those mountains and swimming those oceans. Please get me a glass of water, George. All right. Hmm. What smells so good? I left the top off my taboo. Hmm. I thought it was night-blooming jasmine. Why does jasmine only bloom at night? Oh, they have a very strong union. I love you, George. I love you, too. Remember, I want cold water. That's the left faucet. Yes, Liz, the left faucet. Oh, George, I've changed my mind. I'd like a Coke instead. Okay. Which faucet is the Coke? (laughs) Oh, never mind. You'd have to go downstairs. I'd want you to leave me. I'll take water. Here you are, darling. Thanks, little cuddle puddle. You're welcome. Little drip. (laughs) Good night, honey. Good night, dear. (laughs) What's the matter, Liz? You got a feather leak in your pillow? (laughs) No. I was just thinking that I'm pretty clever. Today I figured out a way to make someone not marry someone. And if I wanted to, I could scheme a way to make someone marry someone. You really think you could? Mm Mm-hmm. I did it once. You schemed a way to make someone marry someone? Yes. Who? Good night, George. My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. I hope you enjoyed that episode of My Favorite Husband. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I have an announcement to make concerning the podcast, and here it is. To help celebrate and kick off Season 2 of the old radio comedy podcast, we'll be having a drawing starting today and ending at midnight, January 15th. Two lucky winners will receive an official old radio comedy podcast hooded sweatshirt delivered to their door, and their names will be announced on the podcast. To enter, email me at oldradiocomedypodcast at gmail.com and put sweatshirt drawing in the subject line. In the body of the email, type your name, your phone mailing address, and the size of the sweatshirt you wear. The available sizes are small, medium, large, extra large, 2XL, and 3XL. Please, only one entry per person. And your information will not, I repeat, not be sold or given away to third parties or be used for any other purpose than to send the winners their prizes. So between now and midnight, January 15th, email me your entry. And these are the really good, high-quality, heavy sweatshirts with the podcast logo on the front, not those cheap, flimsy things that you see given away with magazine subscriptions. Each prize is a $45 value. 
Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening.